Would you pray with me? God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. This church has some particular characteristics that God has shaped most strongly in this church. Uh, Through what we've been calling our pathway process, which some of you have heard about, you all have contributed to identifying three characteristics that stand out at Davis UMC. Those three characteristics are, we are spirit-filled. We are welcoming and affirming. We are service and justice oriented. This picture of who we are is not a picture I, as your pastor, have painted. This picture emerged from a long and careful process that has involved almost every one of you in one way or another, at one point or another. This understanding of this church's DNA comes very organically from the body that is this church. Because these three characteristics do form the DNA of this church, this DNA will continue to shape the character and ministries of this church for years to come. You all are the stewards of this church's DNA. You are the ones who will carry forward this church's self-understanding and see that Davis UMC's most cherished characteristics will shape Davis UMC's future ministries. One of the valuable things I have learned from and with you over the course of these past five years is the importance of being explicit. I have learned the importance of being clear, direct, and thorough in communicating with one another. Naming and defining the prominent characteristics of this church is one example of what I'm talking about when I say it's important to be explicit. We may think we know who we are as a church, as a community, as a body, but unless we say it out loud as clearly as we can, we may not actually have a shared understanding of who we are as a church. Part of what I have learned or been reminded of is that each one of us brings a set of filters. We all have certain assumptions which come from a variety of places. If we are not explicit in our conversations, we really can't know how people hear what is said, how ideas are filtered. If we are not explicit, we cannot assume that we have a shared understanding of what we're talking about. That's why we have worked hard to define the prominent characteristics of this church and why I'm fleshing these things out in sermons this month. Today marks the first in a three-part sermon series exploring the DNA of this church, these three characteristics that we as a body embrace with such conviction. And the reason I want to take this time to flesh out these characteristics is that it falls to all of you to carry these things forward into the coming year, and the year after that, and the year after that. 
I want you all to have this picture of Davis UMC, this sense of Davis UMC's DNA so thoroughly in your heads and your hearts that it becomes an explicit part of your conversations about the church as you all continue to live into this church's future. If part of the role I have played here has been to be explicit in naming who we are as a church, I want to pass that baton to you. I want every one of you to live and breathe a strong sense of this church's DNA so that you all can be clear in your conversations and in your ministries about expressing who we are. I would argue that being spirit-filled is actually the most important characteristic of Davis UMC. Of course, being welcoming and affirming and being service and justice oriented are also vitally, vitally important. But there are bridge groups and hiking groups that are very welcoming. There are many community organizations dedicated to community service and many community organizations created to advocate for social justice. And you might find a hiking group or an advocacy group that is also spiritual, but that's not a part of the mandate of those groups. Our spirituality, our faith, is a part of our mandate as a church. While the full picture of who we are and what we do is important, Faith is at the very, very center of our identity as a church. One of the reasons I want to emphasize the importance of this characteristic of being spirit-filled is that in an odd way, it can be awfully subtle. That piece um, may be somewhat particular to Davis United Methodist Church, but it's not unique to us. It happens in other churches too, perhaps surprisingly. When I say that it's subtle, what I mean is that at times it is taken for granted and so not made explicit. And also, I think sometimes in this day and age, in this world, we are less comfortable talking about our faith and spirituality. Five years ago, just before coming to be the pastor of this church, I already knew your reputation for being dedicated to social justice. I knew much less about the spirituality of this church. So one piece of encouragement I want to offer in this sermon is the encouragement to be less subtle in your faith and spirituality. The encouragement to talk boldly about your faith and spirituality. One thing I wish I had done in my time here is to do more work in nurturing all our ability to talk comfortably and explicitly about our faith, to help each of us be more able to clarify and say with confidence what we believe. For this church, to be spirit-filled means that God is at the center of who we are and what we do. We are called to focus on God, not only in the most obvious context of Sunday morning worship, but also when we meet in committees, when we gather for fellowship or social occasions, when we study, and when we work together on projects. 
Our scripture from the prophet Jeremiah this morning is one of many passages in the Old Testament that call to mind the timeless and everlasting covenant between God and humanity. Over and over again, the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, convey the heart of this central covenant by portraying God as saying, I will be their God and they will be my people. Covenant is a relationship. It is a sacred agreement of mutual commitment. Covenant demonstrates deep and lasting ties between us and God. Covenant expresses God's claim upon our lives. We will be God's people. Jeremiah's way of talking about this covenant relationship in the passage we heard today reveals a couple of things about our relationship to God, this relationship that is at the heart of being a spirit-filled congregation. First, Jeremiah conveys the voice of God, saying that God will put God's covenant into our hearts. This is clearly intended to offer a contrast to the idea of a covenant as something written on stone, as was said of the Ten Commandments, or written on a scroll, or any of the ways laws and teachings might have been written out during that period of time. Our relationship with God is not something outside us, not something characterized by rules, and not something codified in writing. Instead, our relationship with God is something planted within our very hearts. It is at the center of who we are. Second thing in this passage of scripture, we heard the voice of God saying, they shall all know me. The days of teaching about God and God's covenant are over because every person will already know God. And this idea is seamlessly connected to the one that comes before it, that God's covenant is in our hearts. That is the place from which we know God. So we, the people of Davis United Methodist Church, a spirit-filled people, hold a relationship with God deep in our hearts at the center of who we are. Deep down within us, we know God. There are so many ways I see this deep relationship with God fleshed out in the life of this church. And as I describe what I see, you might notice that the three strands of the DNA of this congregation are woven together. They are inseparable. So you will see that this church's faith and spirituality are also characterized by being welcoming and affirming. You will see that this church's faith and spirituality are also characterized by being oriented to service and justice. And then when we come to it the next week and the week after, you will see that likewise this church's sense of welcome and this church's concern for justice are also characterized by a deep spirituality. Who we are as a church is a seamless whole, not disjointed parts slapped together. My sense of Davis UMC's faith and spirituality comes from listening to you. 
And here is what that faith and spirituality looks like to me. We as a church are open to God's spirit. Some of what this means to us is that we trust God. We earnestly endeavor to be focused on God, guided by God. We trust that we are loved by God. And we seek to reflect that by being loving. We are inspired to grow closer to God. Our faith and our spirituality are very relational. We see Christ in others, as Christ has taught us to do. We experience relationships as crucial to our spiritual growth. This church's faith is absolutely grounded in the conviction that there is more than one way. More than one way to think or believe, more than one way to understand God, more than one way to practice our faith. These things I've described about the importance of relationships and our openness to diverse understandings are some of what I'm referring to when I say that being welcoming and affirming is also reflected in how we are spirit-filled. I also hear from you what we do not mean when we talk about our focus on God. Saying what we are not or what we do not believe can be an important part of being explicit, an important part of being clear in our communication. This church believes that this deep reliance on God's spirit doesn't come with a particular set of rules or requirements. Our spirituality is not one of fearful compliance. We have no religious or doctrinal litmus test that would distinguish who is in and who is out. As Christians, Jesus is our model for what it means to for what it means and what it looks like to be spirit-filled, to live a life centered in God. After all, the church is the body of Christ. In this morning's passage from Luke's gospel, we meet Jesus at a point when he has been dramatically shaped by God's spirit. He has just been baptized when the spirit of God descended upon him. And the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to further shape him. The scripture says that Jesus was led into the wilderness, and as he was, he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. What happens next is crucial to an understanding of what it means to be Spirit-filled. Jesus proclaims, in the words of the prophet Isaiah, that God's spirit is upon Jesus himself and that Jesus is anointed to bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, and to let the oppressed go free. Our faith moves us into action. Being spirit-filled is also connected to our commitment to service and justice, not separate. We Christians call this discipleship putting our faith and spirituality into practice, following the model of Jesus. Some of what you all have said about this is that it means living our values in public. It means practicing forgiveness. It means seeing all people as children of God. And it means having reverence for life. 
being spirit-filled means that we hope to live the love of Jesus. Your work as a church is to be who you are. Your work is to be the church God has shaped you to be. We know who we are. Spirit-filled, welcoming and affirming, service and justice-oriented. And now, the work of this church is to remember and embody these characteristics which God has most strongly shaped in us, to carry your DNA forward and see that Davis UMC's most cherished characteristics will shape Davis UMC's future ministries. So as we travel forward on this pathway God invites us to, may we be faithful to who God has created us to be. And may we live this out in the ministries God calls us to. Amen.